0: This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked me not to read an ad, so I'm just going to thank them for their constant friendship and support. Enjoy the show. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is Alana Gordon, and she talks to me about her love of writing for television. Uh, she does have a degree from Emerson in writing for TV and film. So that was really interesting to pick her brain about. Uh, but the real her real love for TV began with the MTV show, The Challenge. So get ready for a decent amount of talk of uh, reality TV and what it does to us as people um, in a way that I thought was really interesting coming from someone who uh, has aspirations and experience in writing for television. Uh, There's also a lot of talk in here about Alana's experience working on The Steve Harvey Show. Um, That was super interesting and unique to kind of get to pick her brain about, Um, but mostly Two gals who love TV, talk and shop and me kind of getting to hear about what it's like to work towards that goal and the ways that Alana has found success or failure over the years um, and continues to strive towards uh, working in writing in television and it was really inspiring and super interesting and I'm really excited that everyone gets to listen to it. Um, mbsing is a proud member of the chicago podcast co-op if you like mbsing you may like some of the other shows in the co-op one of which is pertinent to this conversation it's called right club it's literature as blood sport it's two opposing writers two opposing ideas each fighting for deathless glory it's hosted by polar opposites ian belknap and Lindsay moscato and they hold live events I believe monthly in Chicago, so if you are interested in the podcast and get into listening to that, check out their live events page uh, on their website, and they hold them all over the country, not just in Chicago. So if somehow you're listening to this from outside of the city, check those out too. Right Club seems like a real cool thing to me. If you want to see live shows, you can come to the Annoyance Theater on Thursday nights at 9.30 to see me play in the Fishbowl. It's an improv show wherein the titular part of the show, the Fishbowl, involves four to five annoyance performers and teachers playing with four to five annoyance or otherwise engaged students and just gives the students an opportunity to get some stage time where they may not have it otherwise. Uh, it's a really fun show. I like it a whole lot. I do that show, perform in that show with a couple of other really wonderful writers and performers. So I'd encourage you to check that out there and check out the their past episodes of MBSing. That's Rosie Moen, Mark Logston, Jimmy Pennington, Steve Nelson, and Megan Strickland. The two names... Uh, On that list who also spoke about writing-based topics were Steve about poetry and Jimmy about the great American novel. So if you get into hearing about people talking about writing, go check those out for more inspiration, I suppose. I don't think I have any other big overarching plugs the nerd Logs had a wonderful your stories event last weekend that it has been released already as another podcast in the chicago podcast co-op so check out the latest episode of your stories uh, for some really wonderful stories specifically from recent mbs and guest mike gifford he told some stories on the podcast that made their way on stage in a really hilarious and beautifully touching way, so I strongly encourage people to seek that out um, I'll try to remember to link it in the notes um, but Anywho, I think that's all I've got. I think I've spoken too much already. I talk about a lot of TV shows that I'm super, super into to this. So the best gift that you can give me, aside from a uh, review and a rating on iTunes for this and any other Chicago podcast, co-op podcast, is the gift of taking in those wonderful television shows and letting me know what you think. At The Token Ginger on Twitter is probably the best way for you the listener, to interact with me, the host. Uh, you can also find Alana Gordon on Twitter at Alana Abbey for some wonderful, 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 wonderful comedy tweets. Enjoy. Once I started working desk jobs, it was just all... That, that was, like, where podcasts, like, took over in my listening pleasure.
1: Yeah, they're, like, the perfect... Data entry or, like, trivial task... Yes. ...accompaniment. Yes. You, don't, you can zone out. But I totally listen. agree. hmm hmm
0: My guest today is Alana Gordon. Or Alana Plen Gordon. Do you like throwing it all together?
1: Yeah. I mean... And I had, like, a weird, um, like, Facebook nickname of, like, Muscles at one point, <laughs> which Facebook made me take off uh, when I got married. But, like, yeah, any s- combination. It, just, it wouldn't those, let you
0: have all of the names?
1: Yeah, of all the names I changed in, like, all the places I had to change them, Facebook was the hardest.
0: <laughs> that is so outrageous.
1: Yeah, but it's only because I've changed my name there so many times that I think <laughs> That they, it was like, chill out.
0: Yeah. Uh, we know you're married now, but... <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's It's not that... It's not like that. (laughs) That's really funny. Uh, Well, welcome to MBSing.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, It's my pleasure. We've decided that we're going to be talking about writing for TV. Yeah. Which is so cool. I'm really excited to dive on in. Uh, What would you say is the origin of your love for writing for TV?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I didn't really have TV growing up Mm because I was raised like fairly jewish like i wasn't allowed Mm -hmm. to watch like tv on saturday mornings or friday nights Um, like that kind of jewish okay right Um, right so we also didn't have cable uh so i just didn't really get exposed to tv on like a big level until Mm -hmm. i was like on a
0: a day-to-day level yeah
1: um or even just like a more than like what is on basic cable kind of thing Mm -hmm. Um, so I didn't get to see any of that until maybe like high school. And then I got obsessed (laughs) with TV. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I was Uh, like, I've been reading this whole time and I could have not been using my brain. (laughs) 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 I could have just been
0: couch potatoing. <laughs> yeah. I made
1: up for it though. <laughs> I went hard.
0: What were, do you remember what some of the first things that you really like dove into were?
1: Yeah. And looking back on it, it's really shameful. Um, really? yeah. Cause I didn't really, I don't know why, but I didn't get really into like the network sitcoms or like episodic or even just like good television. I went pretty much straight for the worst stuff. <laughs> like I watched like my favorite show to this day, um, is MTV's The Challenge.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: The challenge is great. It's amazing. It's the best thing on television. Um that,
0: that's the uh when they pitted the people from Real World and Road Rules, right? Yeah, but okay. then they've
1: like phased out Road Rules and now it's just people that they've sort of uh like cherry picked from the real world cast okay. and like, then brought in from like weird brothers and uh friends and exes and stuff that is so odd it's crazy (laughs) and there's like a very small contingent of improvisers who are very into it Um, really yeah but you kind of have to find them (laughs) because most people have stopped watching like 10 years ago yeah i mean
0: i don't even know that i would have known it was still on in in this uh iteration of just being real world related People,
1: I know, I try to tell everyone, but I'm only one
0: person. (laughs) (laughs) That show's great. Yeah, it's a good show. I can totally see, like, the draw of it, because I always preferred those to the actual shows themselves.
1: Yeah, well, and it's just nice to see really, I don't, like, in in, in the beginning it was, like, normal, just kind of, like, out of shape, hard partying people Mm -hmm. try to, like, do feats of athleticism but now they're like training I bet they're so
0: intense well and
1: the m- amount of money at stake is so large that it's like become their full-time job as training to go on these shows really? and compete yeah which oh. is uh, which ups the ante of the drama on the show then because you know when you've worked for six months to like train to get to Thanks a final
0: lead in yeah
1: and then somebody like knocks you out it's it's juicy it's bad it's
0: so funny yeah <laughs> the
1: challenge Mm -hmm. so that was like the first tv i watched and that and like e true hollywood story and (laughs) (laughs) this is so bad
0: i love it what
1: else like all of the stuff on vh1 i I was gonna
0: say it uh it's so funny because for some reason when you were like yeah just really really bad tv and i was like high school bad tv vh1 like yeah. that was
1: literally the trajectory my brain went yeah and <laughs> there was a weird period where like mtv came to my high school too yeah um and they were just like picking people to be on those awful shows like pimp my ride or um like next like all next, the dating yeah, ones. yeah like all of those. So then I had to like watch all these people from my high school be on MTV. That is so. There were really that many people. Yeah. I don't know what. I mean, we were close enough to New York City. Okay. We were, like, two and a half hours away. So. That's probably. Yeah. We a factor. were. Convenient, I guess.
0: That's so funny.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: we. I guess you probably. Did you watch TRL at all or did you kind of like miss that?
1: Yeah. I kind of missed that. Um. And and I, w- I feel like that was very much
0: a middle school thing for me.
1: Yeah. And I come from like a really musical houseco- household too. Like my mom's a cellist. So also I think I rebelled a little <laughs> bit by like not being super <laughs> into music.
0: I can see that. Yeah. That's really funny. Uh, but either way, like MTV and VH1 were like the mm. teen
1: channels. That was the cool thing to watch. And
0: I, I was a uh, like, I would do Disney and Nick. I watched... A lot of TV.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love... What Disney stuff did you watch? Um, Like, Even Stevens. I watched that. Is great. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. Mm-hmm. God bless Gordo, oh, you know. And Miranda. Apparently, <laughs> Miranda. their relationship was very contentious. <laughs> <laughs> is that real? Offset, <laughs> apparently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that woman, the woman who played Miranda had a, a one name. She yeah. Didn't, she only by- went by her first name. I feel
1: like I looked her up, Lelaine. That's what I was.
0: Lelaine. I would not have remembered it. I'm impressed. Well, it's, I, cause I, I did have, look like, her up recently. Christy Carlson Romano. <laughs>
1: that's the oh woman yeah. who played Ren Stevens. <laughs> oh man. <coughs> yeah. So that was the kind of awful stuff I was watching. Yeah,
0: I watched a lot of like uh, more like younger person like more kids geared stuff too but I definitely was was on that VH1 and
1: what uh, did you watch on Nickelodeon because I never got into any of that um I think that was probably
0: more of a younger um era I do think I kind of like phased it out by the time I was in high school and I started you know watching things like the OC and like more teen stuff but when i was younger i watched like all the cartoons oh, like man. doug and hey arnold and rugrats and all that stuff but i also i watched a lot of all that um like i watched a lot of keen and Kel. um i'm trying to think what other like live action shows there were some that i thought were too weird. I never really got into Pete and Pete was one.
1: Oh, yeah. People talk about that all the time. I never know what they're talking about. It w-
0: it was just this weird show where Danny Tamborelli was, uh, um, like the younger brother, and then he had this old, like, lanky, skinny brother, and their names were both Pete. Um, and it was just this weird family. It was a very strange show, and I think that's why people really responded to it. Because it was there was there weren't really things that existed like that. I I mean it's cliche to say it was before its time. And I don't necessarily know if it was before its time, but it was definitely very weird in a way that a lot of other TV wasn't. I don't wanna check it out now. It honestly, I think there are aspects of it that would probably hold up. It's very strange. Like it's um their mom has like a metal plate. In her head, like, and she would like, is she okay? She had to have some kind of surgery, and like, she picks up like radio frequencies sometimes because of it. It, It's like kind of like Wonder Years, but weird. That is a show I would totally watch. That's the best description for a show I've heard. That's like the best way I can (laughs) describe it is like less normal Wonder Years.
1: I'm going to go try to Honestly, crack this show down. Yeah. yeah. I, I I, would say people would probably
0: still really dig that show if that was like their style of something they would like. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but anyway,
0: uh, so once you went in, you went in hard. Went
1: in real hard for a while. Just like tried to soak in uh-huh. all of the television. Um, and then I got to college and... Like, right as I was getting there, uh, they created this new major called Writing for Film and Television. Cool. And I was like, oh, that's, like, that's what I want to do. That's it. Mm -hmm. Where'd you go to school? I went to Emerson in Boston. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, I've heard great things about Emerson.
1: It's a really good school if you go in there knowing what you want to do.
0: That makes sense. My own,
1: like, my only critique of it was that I felt like I didn't get a great like liberal arts Mm -hmm. education but i also like at that point didn't really want one so i was gonna say
0: did you so they were creating the program did you already know think like i think i'm gonna do writing or like some kind of english
1: yeah so i had done like the like musicals Mm -hmm. and like theater like my whole high school career and I was just like so mediocre at it. Like, <laughs> could not have been <laughs> less clear that I should not pursue this. Um, but I knew like that, like that was just my life is like doing like two or three shows a year, mm-hmm. um, and I knew that I wanted to still like be in that kind of creative process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't at the time think I wanted to do playwriting, so this felt more. That makes like a you lot know, of
0: sense. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Yeah, it was fun. It was Uh, a great program.
0: It's great that your time there, like, coincided with when that all got started.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you know what, though? Now, that school's so crazy. They've created, like, an entire comedy major. And I think they did it around the same time Second City did. I think there might have even been some, like, weird situation between the two i'm like not up on it at mm-hmm. all that um, doesn't
0: surprise me though yeah but
1: especially boston
0: has a great comedy scene too
1: they do and then like another big thing about emerson is they have a program in la where for your like one of the semesters your of your senior year you go out there and you live in the oak woods which are like this apartment complex where they house a lot of like child actors who come yes, in for pilot season. I've He's heard like, of the Oakwoods. Yeah, yeah so you live there. I was there. like,
0: I think I know what she's talking about, and then you continued, and I was like, Yes, I've totally heard of this. Yeah, yeah. I've been
1: there. It's like a real weird place. Um, but they have like a campus in L.A. now, and they uh, you do some classes, and then most of your time is spent doing an industry inter- internship. That's awesome. Yeah, and the idea is How to like invaluable. It's great because like it's supposed to integrate you into the culture of LA and make you feel like you're sort of adjusted at least for a semester before you, you sort of make like set that loose,
0: move, yeah, yeah.
1: So I was gonna do that, but then I came here <laughs> instead. So did you do the program? Did you do the semester there? No. So I was planning on it, and then right before my senior year, I found out about comedy studies. Oh,
0: you literally came here to do? Literally that. came here. Gotcha. Yeah,
1: and I always kind of didn't want to go to LA because I really hate driving I'm really bad at it that's so funny yeah and at the time like that was like a really big stumbling block for me so yeah. I was like oh if there's this other thing that could it's be a just possibility. yeah could be like really interesting the and cool I don't have to drive <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so yeah I, I mean comedy studies is a great program
1: it you really know? is yeah it's really good
0: I I live here I live here because of comedy studies, even though I didn't do it. Wait, how? (laughs) I want to hear that story. So, um, one of my really good friends from... I am having issues with this mic. One of my good friends from college um, did comedy studies the same semester that I went on study abroad. And um, while he was here, he just kept sending me um, messages and being like, Mary Beth, you... Would love this so much. Like, I just really, like, it's so great and I can't describe it, but like, I just really think you, like, because we were just like, we were on the improv team together. Um, we just did short form and uh, he was a theater major and I did theater like when I could find time for it. Um, and he was just like, of all the people that I, you know, wor- that we work with, I really think you specifically would like this um, city and like, the, the stuff here and I was like uh, at the time that he said it I was like oh cool like I've never been to Chicago maybe I'll be able to visit you know I thought nothing of it and then after getting you know I, this was I got back from study abroad and did the spring term of my junior year and during that term when people were like trying to figure out what grad schools they were going to apply to and you know all that other stuff I was just like oh, I don't want to go to grad school. (laughs) Yeah, I know that feeling. I don't want to do that. Uh, And I was a chemistry major. Uh, So I was like, I don't want to go to grad school for chemistry. I'm going to finish my degree, but I don't want another one. And so then I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And he was like, well, why don't, like, he was a year ahead of me. So he was like, kind of dicked around a little and then like a little ways into my senior year uh he was still living in greenville where we went to school and was like i think i want to move to chicago and i think you would love it and i really think you should do it too and i was just like okay
1: that's so Let's crazy go. you moved here. so you moved here without ever seeing I almost did that. I was here for like four hours once and that was it.
0: Really? Yeah. I had never been, I, the first time I ever came to Chicago was driving in, in a moving van.
1: Which way did you come in? Uh, from the South,
0: like from, um, Indiana. Yeah.
1: That's how I came into it. It's <laughs> so trippy.
0: It's crazy. Yeah. Cause you're like, God, Indiana sucks. <laughs> it's the worst stretch highway (laughs) and then you get into the city and you see like the skyline and the lake and everything and it's crazy yeah Yeah.
1: did we came in in the middle of winter and it was like Uh, super foggy and then just as we were getting to chicago it was like the fogs cleared oh my gosh
0: this i moved in like september but my moment like that was um i saw a billboard uh for those uh mb banks
1: You're like, I'm home. And it
0: said, MB means business.
1: And I was like, yeah, MB means business. That's so funny. I want you to have that on a business card now. Yes,
0: I should start working for them just so I can like.
1: Or just Vista print
0: it. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, but uh, yeah, Comedy Studies is, is such an influential program. Even not just for, like, the people who do it.
1: Yeah, and you work with people. That, like, I, in my classes, um, are people in, who are still in Chicago, who mm-hmm. I still work with. Like, Sarah Shockey. Oh, Yeah, and my classic while he was here, and, uh, Gary Richardson while he was here. Like, just, it's... Wow. It just, it's a great place to meet people and then have those, like, yeah. connections I, I forever. I do think
0: I, um, realized that, uh... Until like a year or two of being here. Um, cause like I I got put on a team with Megan Babb and, um, she did comedy studies as well. And she was in it with like Amy Thompson and Stephanie Weber and Brad Einstein. And like, like, she rattled off like five or ten people who are still in the community. Yeah, they churned them out. Yeah, it makes sense though. If you're, if you really want, you know, to be a part of it. And it also, I think, helps people get acquainted with what they like about the city mm-hmm. and, like, what they want to do when they come back. Yeah. So I think it also, like, propels people a little more quickly than maybe if you came and kind of, like, floundered a little and were trying to figure out what you wanted to do and what you wanted to get out of it.
1: Totally, because you have, like, an expiration date.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but that's that's also why I started at the Annoyance um, taking classes because my roommate who I moved up here with, um, even though he was in comedy studies while he was here, he like fell in love with the annoyance. He was like, I just, their shows are so weird and cool and mixed, like such a crazy, like, you know, creative brain and all this stuff. And I was like, all right, like, I don't know anything about it. I'll just keep following your lead. And it, it worked out i
1: can't don't have any complaints so far i know i still haven't finished the annoyance really? i really want to that's so funny I you know. should
0: Mixed class is probably my favorite improv class i've ever taken
1: well the problem was like i was waiting like my husband did it at one point and then i did it at one point we both kind of got like separately got to the same point we were like oh we should take a class right. together and then we just never did
0: that would be so fun to do now though yeah far removed a
1: little old people bonding exercise.
0: <laughs> I think you'd be surprised. I think there'd probably be a decent number of other people in there who, like, who are coming back to it or things like that. Oh, yeah. I would
1: totally take a class again. I I just like being in class. Mm-hmm. I like being in school. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, you liked it enough at uh, to keep pursuing what you went to school for. Yeah. You
1: know? Like, at certain points more so than others. Eh,
0: well... Uh, so you came here for comedy studies. Yes. Your junior year?
1: Senior year. Wow. And then stayed right after. So I like, really? yeah, I te- I technically, I didn't graduate early cause I didn't have all the credits and stuff I needed, but like for all intents and purposes, I left Boston and came here. Wow. And then the idea was just like, if I like it, I'll stay. And if not, I'll go to LA. And, and then I stayed for like six years. years.
0: <laughs>
1: That's about how long I've been
0: here. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, so it must've been a similar similar class uh to actually very do you know
1: Jacob Parker? No. What's <laughs> like, like what's what semester was he?
0: He was fall of his actually he I think he would have done it before you. Oh, okay. Yeah, cuz he was a year older than me. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was spring 2009.
0: That was oh, he was fall of 2009. Yeah. So, right. Just. Would have been weird, though. Yeah,
1: we could have had this person in common. We never <laughs> know.
0: He doesn't really do uh, much comedy anymore, but he's the reason I came up here, so uh, can't fault him for that. So,
1: his legacy lives on.
0: Uh, his legacy lives his on. comedy legacy <laughs> lives on. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, once you finished up that program, what were, like... Did you just kind of go through all the classic...
1: Oh, yeah. I did the, like, hardcore improv grind for a while. Like, did conservatory and, like, IO and music improv conservatory. Basically, did you any... do it
0: a lot all at once? Like, more than one class Yeah,
1: pretty close together. I, pretty much any program that, like, would let me give them money, I was like, all right. I <laughs> probably... Which, like, in hindsight, was very maybe not the right move. Yeah. Whatever um so yeah I did that did like a bunch of teams and like kind of I don't know if this happens to anyone else but I felt like I did so much for so like for such a short amount of time but like so intensely that I got pretty burned out oh
0: yeah I'm and, sure that happens. yeah
1: and then I spent like a couple of years like sort of scaling back and trying to like figure out what it was I really wanted to do and then I started like getting back to The writing, which was the reason I had come here to do all this in the first place. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, it's very easy to get swept up in all of the opportunities to you know do improv and take classes
1: yeah because you're just hanging out with like the funniest people all yeah. the time and it's yeah. lovely it's
0: fun and i think the time i think when you first move here is the time to do that yeah too. you know it's like you don't know anyone it's the best way to meet people and,
1: and you don't have any money but improv is free <laughs>
0: <laughs> except for the five dollars you have to pay your coach
1: yeah
0: <laughs> and the, and
1: room and
0: uh, yeah and mm-hmm. the five dollars that it costs and then like the wine party. after rehearsal right at the and bar. then the uh, Dollars at the first beer cost, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's free ish, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's free ish, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But it's, I actually think that's, I don't know, that's definitely how I felt about when I like launched into it. I never overlapped classes, but I definitely did and saw as much as I could the first like year and
1: a half, two yeah. years. And it's weird too because I think when you start, you go out a bunch by yourself and then you meet people and like you're doing that. And then at some point, there's like a switch where you're like, I don't want to be here as much anymore. Yes. And there's like no accounting for when it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but it just kind of does. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that's really, I think that's a pretty universal experience in the community. Yeah. Um, What kind of early uh, writing stuff did you do while you were doing that?
1: Okay, so I was, like, I was always doing, like, a little sketch uh, and stuff. But the thing, the tipping point for me kind of was uh, maybe 2013, um, Ryan Dolan at the time, who was, like, an old coach and friend of mine, had posted on Facebook about this NBC, um, like, late-night writers thing. And it was, like, this brand-new thing. It was, like, a fellowship thing where, or sort of fellowship thing where, you sent in, like, a late-night packet and answered, like, some questions, uh, and then they were going to, like, have a class in New York City for, like, a select number of people. And I thought that just seemed like a cool thing yeah. to work on, just, like, to have a project. Of course. Um, so I spent, like, a really long time putting it together, and I sent it in, and I actually got to be a quarter-finalist, which, like, completely blew my mind. Very cool. Yeah, and then I totally didn't get yeah. it, which was fine. It was just, like, excited to yeah. get any kind of response a, back of course how
0: how could you not be pleased by it? yeah like, that's got to be a coup in and of itself
1: especially yeah especially because like i didn't know really what the thing was at all yeah
0: it's like getting a callback even if you don't get exactly the role, yeah know?
1: so that happened and it was kind of like a nice thing of like oh maybe there's like more stuff like this so i started looking for it and there's tons of stuff like oh that. yeah there's like all of these like all of the different networks have fellowships or Competitions, there's like all these script competitions, there's pitching competitions, basically, whatever ideas you have, there's ways to, you know, submit them to people. And, you know, the varying degrees of success that comes sure. with all of that is its own thing. But I'm sure. I was like, that was kind of what spurred me on to just start doing that. Cool. Because <laughs> I'm like a real deadline person. I yeah. Meet, yeah. So I was like, these are like concrete deadlines that I have to meet. That's
0: definitely uh, having a sense of, um, Accountability, yeah, is imperative for stuff like that. I think. Do you do
1: any writing, or are you? Um, a yeah, little well, with the nerdalogs. Yeah, right? I was yeah. gonna say
0: really the bulk of the writing I've done has been with the nerdalogs. Um, uh, I've written some like I've done some like smaller projects here and there. Um, I've written a little bit for a couple of annoyance shows. Um, I've written a little bit just for like um my friend Matt Viscanage and I had a. a a, like, video production thing going for a while. um, And those were really fun. And that was definitely... I don't even think he would probably realize that. But that was, like, some of the... That was, like, some of the most writing proper that I've done just because it was just he and I, Mm -hmm. you know? It wasn't a group of eight people and you bring one or two sketches, you know? Um, Or, you know, you... A lot more of what my role exists as with the nerdalogs is like uh, punch-up type stuff. Yeah. I really like rewriting people's scripts. You too. Um, but I'm not great at like generating um, material. Uh, and um, but with Matt, it was like it was just us. You know, one of us had to write it, and the other one would help. And that was just kind of, and I really like, you know, a lot of the videos that came out of that. So I'm glad it was just like a little short lived. He's, uh, LA bound pretty soon. Um, and it was another thing where like, you know, no one was holding us accountable, but ourselves and definitely fell more on me for not finding the time for it than him. But it was really fun. I'm really glad that, uh, uh, he, you know, wanted me to do it with him because it definitely like tested me in terms of my actual ability to do things like that,
1: that yeah that's totally it's mm-hmm. totally it um i really like writing like two-person sketch stuff mm-hmm. uh, but i hate writing solo <laughs> sketch stuff yeah solo sketch is a totally different bird it's yeah it's not my thing but i, I like trying
0: i had to do a, a solo piece for an audition recently and when i found out i had to do it i was like fuck like <laughs> I have solo material that I've done with the logs, and it's all music. Like if I do something for myself, it's, I wrote a song Mm -hmm. and I couldn't, I can't play the guitar (laughs) and I couldn't have a track or like, uh, you know, someone playing the guitar for me. So I was like, fuck, (laughs) uh, fuck, I gotta write something.
1: (laughs) I bet it came out great though. It went well. <laughs> See, it's always the stuff where you're like, I can't do this, and it like, ends up working out really well.
0: I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't already had the kernel of the idea before finding out I had to do it. It would have been a nightmare i just would have like lying awake in bed at night but
1: I, yeah i'm doing that right now <laughs> like no i really am i have that like io showcase next week and i'm oh, sweating it oh no yeah this is like yeah it's um every year i get nervous for it and every year i make myself do too accountability yeah right i
0: did this is i'm doing gimme five pretty soon mm-hmm. and the reason i signed up for it is because i'm like you should fucking write something, Mary bad Like, this, it's five minutes of material. You can do this. Mm-hmm.
1: But it ends up working out really well. Cause, so, the reason I got my, like, first and only job in TV is because of a bunch of stuff I had already written. Yeah. Because they asked for a packet. Of course. And then yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Like, thank gosh. I have something, sort of.
0: Yeah. I mean, I am, I've been thinking about making a reel, And the only reason that I might have anything to put in it is because of those, like, videos with Matt and videos with the nerdologs, Like, things that I've ostensibly done for myself, but for other people that I work with. But, uh, you know, otherwise I'd be like, I don't have a reel.
1: (laughs) That's the worst. You're like, now I have to come up with a reel.
0: (laughs) But that's great, already having all that stuff to submit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it made it a little bit less stressful and a little bit easier. But, um, like, you're always, I guess, going to have to edit things and make them more, like, toward whatever it is you're submitting to. Sure, sure, sure. Um, So, um, what was that process like? So, I, it was, like, a very weird process. I found out about the job... I didn't even know what the job was to start with. I found out about it from a Facebook post from a friend of mine who works for the production company in L.A. And he was like, hey, there's a Chicago position opening up. And the position was a social media coordinator. But the way it was sort of structured was that they wanted somebody to, like, basically be half of a social media person, like, you know, doing all, like, the scheduling and, like, the number stuff, but also the other half being, like, a writer, like, a comedy writer, to do, like, all of the different social platforms and pitch ideas for celebrities when they came in and, like, sure. write those things out.
0: Man, that's
1: that's asking a lot yeah, from one position. It's
0: two different careers. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah,
1: because yeah, when you
0: said social media, I was like, but I know you did more than that for the show. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so it was a weird thing, because I did happen to have some, like, a very small amount of, like, m- advertising experience, which okay. I kind of, like, translated via like vague buzzwords of on course, my resume of
0: course into yeah. like social
1: media experience as um,
0: we all do yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: so i had like a i had a phone interview and then a skype interview and then because uh my bosses were at the time located on both coasts so like new york wow. and la and then i would have a boss in chicago and then i had an in-person interview with the executive producers and her and then uh Then they asked me to submit a packet. So it was kind of like a long process. Wow. After all that? Yeah.
0: So they didn't even like field your uh, packet as a part of that interview process? No. And
1: then I found out later. So they hired two people to fill this role. Mm -hmm. um, And the other guy they hired with me, they didn't even make him submit a packet. I was so (gasps) mad. That is crazy. Yeah. What? Yeah. I was so upset. That is, I, <laughs> was it
0: just his experience or do you think there was like. He
1: had like a journalist background, so I'm not sure if maybe that like, came into play. Yeah, but it's like. But who had
0: a writing in TV and film I mean, degree? I nothing
1: about that show made sense, so. Uh, <laughs> in hindsight. <laughs> I'm assuming
0: you'd out. prefer we keep that. Uh, I.
1: I like don't even know. I don't even think it matters. I don't it think so. It was the either. Steve Harvey show. It okay. was not that big. A deal. I just
0: I didn't I didn't want to say if you didn't want no. to be transparent about it, but
1: I mean I don't work there anymore. Yeah, I was so gonna, gonna say I know you
0: don't work there, but obviously you don't want to like yeah just I definitely pile well, on or anything.
1: And I don't want to like disrespect the show at all. Of course. I mean, well, yeah, mm. <laughs> other than the, in the ways that I probably will do it intentionally later but, right 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 but like before i do any of those <laughs> i do want to say that like there were parts of it that were very good and there are parts of the show that i'm actually very in support of like they're the only daytime shock show that i know that has covered like dedicated entire episodes to gun violence and cool. like islamophobia wow and, yeah like they've done some actually well i mean for daytime tv they've done some very cutting a cutting edge sounds like progressive yeah some progressive stuff i mean and granted it's all skewed through steve's gaze which is Mm. certainly more not as progressive yeah exactly but at least they're covering the topic so like that thing and also the show to its credit um is incredibly well staffed. It's very diverse uh, and very female. I remember you talking yeah, about that. Yeah, which was that. something I really liked about it. That's great. It. Yeah. yeah. So those things were pretty cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: Sorry. I didn't know I didn't know <laughs> if you uh, didn't want to be transparent about that. No, you? it's totally fine. <laughs> okay. Um we we didn't have to. Um but it's fun for it to be in the open. Yeah. Um so uh, so you got Hired through mm-hmm. jumping all of the through all these hoops, yeah. It's obviously total bullshit that you had to submit <laughs> a jacket and another guy did
1: it. Yeah, I mean, he's great, I love him, yeah. but it's, it's not his fault, not his fault.
0: It's not his fault, um, it's whoever's decision that was exactly. Uh, and I know that the that you know.
1: <laughs> i don't even think it was like a conscious gender i mean maybe it was
0: who knows i mean there's still maybe it was a subconscious gender yeah, thing you maybe. know
1: <laughs> or maybe they were just like this girl doesn't look like she knows what she's doing yeah we should check
0: <laughs> but apparently you proved that you did yeah um how long did you work for the show
1: so i worked there for nine months um and i my first week was the last week of season three Okay. Um, and so we we did like one week of filming um, and we filmed six shows a week. So like two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday, and two on Thursday. Uh, and then, so we had that week and then everybody left because we went on hiatus. But my team had to stay because, you know, the internet never sleeps or whatever. Uh. <laughs> so we were there, but for like three, or for three months, it was like very chill because we weren't making any new content. It was sure. just, you know, trying to figure out how to like engage viewers during the reruns and how right. can we like repackage this material to make yeah. it seem new so like totally fine right and then we started filming yeah, like
0: <laughs> whose birthday is it have they been on the show yet? yeah stuff like that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
1: exactly um so then yeah then we came back in september and the world heard about our first two episodes. oh
0: right yeah yes and that was my Gosh. first
1: two days filming or first day filming
0: was the men, men tell all thing? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is crazy.
1: Yeah. So they brought how many men into that? Oh, God. I'm going to get this wrong now because it's been so long. Um, I think the goal was like... It was thousands. Yeah. I, th- it, I think the goal was initially 4,000 and then they maybe got like two. I'm yeah. probably getting those numbers yeah. wrong now. But right. it was so many. thousands, Thousands of, of dudes. And... Like, this is one of the things I will say about the show that is negative is they treat their audiences really terribly. I,
0: the, the people that I talked to mm-hmm. who went or who like posted, um, uh, you know, uh, what's the testimonials, I guess. Yeah. of Like what that experience was like, it seemed pretty rough.
1: Those were spot on. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, and they didn't tell, so it's always like, because this is my first foray into tv it's yeah. hard for me to tell like what's normal tv practice right. and what's just this like is just bad your experience execution. on this show yeah so yeah. just from my experience on this show um they didn't give the guys any kind of heads up what they were in for they didn't tell them they were filming two shows back to back um they got there at like 8 a.m and they had to like get set up and that took a while and so they they gave them like breakfast but breakfast was like a bagel um yeah. And then they had boxed lunches for them, but because we were running so behind, they didn't give them to them till we wrapped for the day, which was like eight hours later. Oh my they wouldn't gosh. let these guys leave their seats. So they didn't they basically didn't eat anything they, all day. They didn't eat like when they could use the bathroom was being, you know restricted. Um and then like, you know, it's also like two thousand guys. Yeah. And yeah. like yeah, so it was a bad it was like I, I just still don't know how that
0: I can't believe that was your first day. Yeah.
1: of like
0: filming while you were working there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, like you said, like very much in the zeitgeist. It was very talked about. Yeah. I mean, at least in Chicago. Maybe I don't know how much it hit, um, like national news type. Probably so not. Very much. Probably not as much as we were aware of it, but. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, somehow in, like, the nine months I was there, like, all of the Steve Harvey things got happening. Oh, yeah. The,
0: the, um, yeah. Were you
1: still working there when he did the... I was, but that was absolutely... It had nothing to do with, with like, the, the show. The show. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, Whoever updated that was either Steve or he also had, like, an entourage of, like, social media people who were, like, his friends. So I'm, my money's on one of them, but... Really? Yeah, I think so. Um But, like, so many people have access to his Twitter because he has so many different like businesses happening like uh, he has his radio show and he has our show not our show that show <laughs> um family feud it's got like a suit oh line yeah 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 mm-hmm. he has like a plastics business there's a
0: line in the uh, i don't know if you've seen the um Sega city main stage show that's currently running but ray has a line in the opening scene where she says uh somehow oprah isn't on TV anymore, but Steve Arvery, Harvey has two shows. Yep.
1: <laughs> and it gets like a big reaction for the audience. I think he has three now because he's that little children. Sh- oh no. Wow. He's like, yeah. It's uh, like a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: the, uh, I was thinking of the, um, when he miss when he announced the wrong. Yeah,
1: so that man oh man that was like the most roller coaster thing ever because i was so like that was the sunday after we went on break like christmas break we were supposed to have like two weeks off um and i was technically working from home but the whole thing was supposed to be like very chill like uh-huh. a reasonable amount of work right. and then he went and messed this up and like from the moment it happened because it was my job to like monitor the comments on facebook oh, no. the minute it happened like Our Facebook page started blowing up, and the stuff that I deleted from there was some of the most hateful, racist trash I've ever seen in my entire life. Just thousands of comments of, like, pure, like, garbage. Oh. Yeah, and that happened—that, like, went on for a week. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was rough. But, like, our social numbers got huge because people had to friend him to, like, you know, trash him, so— I guess How that's good. How
0: depressing to just see, like, the people who were mad enough about this thing to seek out a Facebook page. Oh, yeah.
1: They were, I mean, and, it, like, most of the comments were in Spanish. And oh, Facebook has, like, an auto translator. Right. So <laughs> yeah. That's what I spent my Christmas week doing. <laughs> God, how bizarre it was weird, but th- that wasn't even the bad part what was like the hard part was that when we came back from break, um he did feel really really bad yeah, like he felt really bad, and like they were planning on like using During, like a public well not even they like, I mean this is one of those things that you in t v like you want to use oh. um so they were like we're gonna try to book both these women to come on the show ah. which they did yeah um and then it became this big quest to try to, you know, make as much of a, like, thing. like um, you, it,
0: or Yeah, like
1: once you have a certain amount of, like, viral success, like, you can kind of ride that out mm-hmm. to your advantage, I guess. So mm-hmm. they wanted to do that. But the problem was that the position they wanted to take on it was not funny at all. Like, they did not want to do any kind of jokes or bits uh, about it because steve was coming from this place of like very
0: remorse like
1: super remorse so they didn't want it to seem at all like he was poking fun at it even though that was the stuff that like people That's were what responding to, you
0: to have to do i feel exactly like. so that was were the hard.
1: women receptive to that yeah everyone i mean i i can't imagine that they were because they came on the show and we did end up filming something with both of them separately because they there was, like, a weird thing where they wouldn't appear together. Uh. I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about this. In- <laughs> uh, <laughs> whatever. We don't have to. It's totally fine. Like I said, don't work there anymore.
0: And also, like, this is... No one's going to whisper this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People listen to it, but, like, no one important yeah. will listen to this, and I should say.
1: This is by far, like, the least bad thing that's been said by- about Steve
0: <laughs> so. That's probably true, too.
1: Yeah. Um... But you, yeah, this is
0: pretty innocuous, all yeah. things considered.
1: So we filmed like a thing, like a sort of precursor promotional thing of uh, them answering twenty questions, and like it was like the big reveals, like do they forgive Steve Harvey? Um, uh-huh. But they wouldn't let us. Like they wanted us to pitch a whole bunch of ideas for things we could do with these women, and they didn't want to do any of because they were funny. Because they were funny, and there's no way to like sort of frame this. As anything but funny, yeah. Because it's like,
0: in the, it sucks. Like obviously, mm-hmm. it it sucks that that woman that those women like went through that. Yeah, and that it was just a mistake. But at the same time, like, it's what else do you do? Mm-hmm. Like one person won, one person didn't. For a second, they thought it was switched. You and know? then we all moved on. And, and it was then fine. nothing, you know. And then it's not like anyone like. Died or like nothing grave happened,
1: right? But the w- like the position he had taken was like so. Ugh. I've got to make this right, like right. He, yeah, he wants so. to
0: appear infallible, I'm sure. Or
1: I just think he felt really bad, and he's a very uh one thing I will say about Steve Harvey is he's someone who operates from like a very moral epicenter. Like he's really I I mean, and I don't mean that in like
0: His I think he's own. a great
1: person. I just think that he has a very strong code of values sure. that he sticks to that's or i could to that. some extent I or at
0: least he in his perception exactly yes yeah that i can totally see that mm-hmm. i can totally see that um man that is so it's so funny to think that, of course that like directly affected you and your job
1: it was it was i mean it was like in the grand scheme of like bad days it was not that big of <laughs> but staring at that kind of like racist language for a, lo- a while can kind of mess with your brain i can't imagine i can't imagine
0: because that's the kind of thing they literally it's a saying to say like don't read the comments mm-hmm. you know but these are all the comments that's, you were forced to read the comments mm-hmm. yeah yikes yeah <laughs> <laughs> What kinds of things did you get to, like, what other kinds of things did you get to write for the show?
1: So, the the frustrating thing about it was that going into it, I didn't realize, first of all, that there was no web budget. So, we were kind of restricted on that front. And also, like, web is very, at least in this show, I don't know how it is in other TV shows, but with this show, they were very... Conscious that like our stuff was secondary to the on-air stuff, which makes sense. Like, if sure. you don't have a TV show to put on,
0: then you don't have. Yeah.
1: yeah, and then it doesn't matter what web stuff you have to promote it. Whatever, yeah. that makes sense. But the sort of result was that we would pitch a bunch of stuff that would either not get approved by the celebrity's publicist, or wouldn't mm. get approved on our end, or we couldn't do it for legal reasons, or um, you know, we wrote something and we got it already and it got it all approved we got to film it and then the celebrity was running late or so like uh, so the so reality many. was that we wrote and pitched a whole bunch of stuff that never, never got happened. made and like the stuff that we did get made it it uh was usually really easy stuff like us s- sitting in a room with the celebrity and ans- like asking them a couple questions or having them play like a really simple game of like would you rather or like
0: right. stuff where we
1: could film in 5 minutes with them in a green room right
0: mm-hmm. yeah i feel like There's definitely, (laughs) there's definitely echoes of like other, you know, just making sketch videos in general, you know? Yeah. But even
1: then it's like you're, you have people who've like memorized the script or who at least have seen the script. That's fair. Yeah. That's
0: fair. But yeah, I just, in terms of like trying to schedule people and, you know, feasibility and. What's going to be easiest to edit and yeah. stuff like that. It's,
1: yeah, it's it's just like a giant game of Tetris trying to, like, work all of the restrictions you have on you in, to make something that you can
0: yeah, wow. then film really quickly. I feel like a lot of people don't realize, um, it, especially people, like, outside of entertainment, uh, don't realize how many of those factor in, you know? Even in screenwriting, it's, like, it's not always... You know, sometimes people get asked by studios to write, it's like, oh, we, we attached Shaquille O'Neal to this movie about a wizard, you know, like, <laughs> and somebody has to write that. It's not like somebody sat at home and was like, you know, it'd be cool. Uh, and then they cast Shaquille O'Neal yeah. in it, you know, like, that's not how that particular project Mm-hmm. And
1: then Shaquille O'Neal can't do it for scheduling reasons, and that movie never sees right. the light of day. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. There's so much of
0: that that I'm sure people don't realize.
1: Yeah. It was, but it was a cool learning experience. Like it was cool to be on set and to um, kind of see how a TV show works and I can't the different you. dynamics that, would be that go so into cool. it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and people, you know. It, was it always a that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday schedule?
1: Yeah. I mean, we would mix it up sometimes because uh, Steve had so much else going on that, like, if he had to fly to an event, we might bump it. Or um, I feel like we filmed, like, if a really special guest was coming in. Like, I think Hillary Clinton just came in. And I think they yeah. might have, like, done some, like, reworking for,
0: like, people like that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I saw a part of that one because I knew one of the women that was, like, in one of the roles, yeah, of the chess master, chess grandmaster, or yeah. whatever it was that they did, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> it was funny,
1: yeah. And the so, like, after I gave my two weeks, because so this is like the <laughs> weird, sad thing, right. my entire team quit at the same time, ish. Yeah,
0: I remember you mentioning that the first time we talked about it, yeah.
1: Um, so. As we were, like, on our way out, they knew Hillary Clinton was coming in. So, they were, like, can you just, like, write all the stuff real quick? Cool? <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure they never used it. But it was, like... "Oh, no Yeah, they were, like, covering their bases to some extent, I think. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is... Which is fine. Like, I'm still there. Like, you're still paying me. I'm yeah. happy to do it. Yeah. That's
0: just it's like oh we know this is on yeah there was a lot of that and we're not gonna be able to hire people before she gets here yeah so wow so literally your whole team is like not there anymore yeah
1: i think they replaced the four of us with like two people Hmm. it yeah it was a super weird situation (laughs) yeah
0: man that's crazy yeah uh and I, I'm sure – and we talked a little bit about this uh, the first time around. I won't uh, harp on it too much, but I'm sure that was, like, a tough decision to have to make. Yeah. You just go, you know what? <laughs> this isn't good for me.
1: Yeah, I've never been unemployed as, like, an adult. Uh-huh. Um, and this I'm going on, uh, like, a month and a half now, which I guess is not that long. It's not bad. I'm sure – it's not easy, but it's not bad. Yeah, um, and but I'm like, like, like I told you, I like, I feel like I have to practice having <laughs> conversations with people because I'm like stuck in my house, uh-huh. like a
0: crazy person. Uh-huh. That's another good thing podcasts can do mm-hmm. is like you listen to it and you feel like you've been socializing. <laughs> I know, I because d- I don't have any uh, coworkers really. It's just you like, we're gonna
1: say friends. Oh, friends.
0: I don't have any friends really. Um, so. My podcasts are my <laughs> uh I don't have any co workers. Yep. I just have a boss. So like during the day while I'm at work, I just I am a social person. You yeah, know, like and I'm not gonna be able to just like walk around not like listening to anything while I'm just like you know left alone with my own thoughts
1: can you imagine <laughs> so much
0: uh so oftentimes that's like my only
1: social interaction until i do something at night yeah my dog is my only co-worker
0: <laughs> you have a great Dang. He's a
1: Rottweiler Black Lab and Coon Hound Mix. So he's oh, a large he's a, a boy. Real big. <laughs> What's his name? Teddy. Teddy. Yeah. But it's bad. Like, I treat, like, at this point, I'm spending so much time with him. I've just, like, started treating him like a person.
0: You have covers.
1: Are you hungry? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, like, despicable hearing
0: it back. I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> Uh okay, so um, you have to kind of you know start creating that accountability, yeah, accountability and culpability for culpability for yourself again.
1: Well, yeah, and now it's really hard because I've always been like, oh, if I had like unlimited amounts of time, like think of how much stuff I would get done. But now I do have unlimited amounts of time, and I'm getting some stuff done, but it never feels like enough. It's a double edged sword, yeah, because. There's
0: anxiety and, you know, uh, uh, plenty of other, like, emotions involved in being in that position, you know? Yeah. It's not like you're just sitting sitting pretty and, like, writing whatever you want. Sitting on my chaise lounge. Right, right. Like, you can't... I kicked myself a lot after I was unemployed. Like, once I got a job again, I was like, why didn't I why didn't I use that time I could have done so much and um it was Andy Kushner actually yeah talked really good sense into me and I was just like dude no like don't do that you were looking for a job that's hard you're scared like you don't have any money it's scary um and like I'm sure there were a bunch of other things that did come out of it that aren't as quantifiable and I was like you know what you're exactly right. That's a great
1: <laughs> way of looking at it. I'm yeah. going to try to remember that tomorrow when I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah,
0: seriously. And like I know there were things that I did that I absolutely wouldn't have if I hadn't been unemployed during that time, you know? Like I I started the podcast while I was yeah. unemployed. Yeah. Uh and it's I, so good. Oh, you're sweet. Uh but I would, you know, Stay out after shows Mm -hmm. and rehearsals and stuff like that in a way that I'm sure I wouldn't have if I'd had to get up the next day and uh, not necessarily in a like, I'm going to drink away my sorrows (laughs) way, but in a like socializing. Yeah. Like I'll stay for
1: that extra drink. I don't have anything to do.
0: Yeah. You don't have any, you know, and like you're craving more social interaction. So I'm, I'm sure that there were things that were not necessarily measurable about what that experience was like. Um, but are you, like, still work sending out packets and stuff, kind of back to what you were doing before? Yeah,
1: so still doing that. Um, Trying to write some stuff that I've never written before. Cool. Uh, like, I just... Finished working on a children's book with Sarah Shaki. Actually, ah, mm-hmm. I
0: love everything about what you just said. It was
1: really fun. That's awesome. Yeah, so we're now trying to like figure out what to do with it now that it sort of exists.
0: Cool. Yeah,
1: but that was something I like had never thought to do before, and like that's really cool. Yeah, so that stuff is great, and that's she nice.
0: is so good about well, she's just so good in general. Yeah, and so warm and funny. And I love her. But she's so good about just having an idea mm-hmm. and making it into a reality. Yeah.
1: And you know what I love about Sarah, and I tell her this a lot, is that she creates things just for the purpose of them existing. Yes. Which I seem, I don't know if it's like an ego thing or just like a like a type A thing, but like if I'm creating something, it at least I need to feel like there's a purpose for it. Yeah. Um, whereas she just like has this like lovely creative process where everything feels yeah. Or at least it seems like it's all coming from, like, a really good place as opposed to, like, me just, like, sitting in a corner crying and, like, being like, you should write something.
0: Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. Uh, she's wonderful. If you're within the sound of my voice, you should, um, like, Chuppy on <laughs> Facebook and follow his Instagram and just appreciate this silly thing that I can't get enough of. <laughs> love chubby i love more like netflix netflix and <laughs> shop that's one of my faves
1: um classic Sh- sarah Shockey plug classic
0: classic sarah shocky plug check out Chuppy. um she's done some she did like she did a video for a shock tease um song like two years after the fact, because yep. it just took her that long, but she still fucking
1: did it, mm-hmm. and it's great. Yeah, if I tried to like leave something that long, I would probably forget about it or throw it out. There's no way I would have that kind of stick
0: to itiveness, mm-hmm. initiative. I guess is probably a good word. Commitment, it. commitment. Um, do you feel like you uh, it's kind of changed the way that you watch TV? Ooh,
1: um, sometimes when I'm like having a hard time like on a project i will purposefully watch something stupid Mm -hmm. just for my brain to kind of i don't know
0: unwind yeah
1: um i'm trying to think Uh, so that
0: you're not trying to like watch something critically yeah and and then you might notice something or think of something
1: yeah and sometimes if i'm like if I know I'm about to start something in like a certain genre, I'll try to watch stuff of that genre just to like be informed of what's out there already, sure. or you know, to educate myself, research whatever. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes, if I'm writing something that's more serious, I'll tend to watch more funny things, yeah. just to and vice versa. Balance. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I do think I. Is that like for film, especially? I think I gravitate
1: towards like really sad, like depressing movies. Yes, (laughs) because
0: I'm just like, Yeah, make me feel
1: anytime I'm feeling too happy. I'm like, I should go watch Requiem for a Dream. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, for I I really love, um,
0: what is Revolutionary Road?
1: Oh, the Leonardo DiCaprio Uh movie, and it is like.
0: Cripplingly
1: depressing and dark. Is that based on a Nicholas Sparks novel? I don't think so. I I could be wrong. I never saw it. I remember when it came out, and I remember thinking... That it was going to be really bad, but apparently it's not?
0: No, it's a, It's um, Sam Mendes directed it.
1: Oh, okay, Who cool. did,
0: like, uh, you know, American Beauty. Yeah, and he's,
1: like, Kate Winslet's mm-hmm. ex-husband? Yes, okay. they're
0: not together anymore, but I think they were together at the time still. Okay. She is in it as well. Yes. So it's, like, adult Titanic. It's, like, kind of, yeah. like, an altered like, it's kind of, like... I mean, it has nothing to do with Titanic. It's like their marriage falling apart, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, So it's like, I mean, it's it's like mid century, uh, you know, marriage problems. That's
1: right. The whole trailer looked like an anthropology ad. Yes.
0: Yes. It's all like sepia. Yeah. And beautiful looking. It is. It's a really beautiful movie, and it's just so depressing. Yeah. It is super, super mad depressing. Um, What's the
1: saddest movie you've watched recently?
0: Recently. I'm trying to think of like the Oscar movies because I saw a lot of those. I mean uh, Room I just wept during but I don't think it was all sad. Mm-hmm. Like in the end it's it's pretty hopeful um, and it's just a very emotional Maybe, yeah, but I wouldn't say it's sad um uh I cried a lot during Brooklyn too but also like pretty hopeful ending um <laughs> Carol was pretty sad um, there were a lot of sad movies this year yeah uh it was either like sad or bleak <laughs> like, <laughs> um I don't know I'm trying to think uh I do I'm a very like I readily
1: cry me too when I, watch movies. I cried during Star Wars I cried <laughs> a
0: lot during Star Wars
1: <laughs> I don't even remember which parts but I remember being like I don't know if this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now
0: <laughs> I cried a lot during Star Wars uh, what's the saddest movie that you've seen recently? Do you have, did you have one of mine?
1: I can't think of anything off the top of my head except yeah. for Star Wars. Um, Creed. I guess I cried during. Yeah, I uh, cried
0: during a little during Creed. Um, yeah, I cried. Let's see, what else did I? Well, Inside Out. I just cried. Oh, I sobbed too to during that. Bottom.
1: <laughs> I love that movie so much.
0: I adore it. I think it's. One of my favorite Pixar movies. Yeah. Now, if not, like, top three-ish.
1: Like, Toy Story, I think, will always, mm-hmm. just because it was, like, kind of our generation. Mm-hmm. Pixar, whatever. mm mm-hmm. um, Finding Nemo, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think my top three is probably Toy Story, Inside Out, and shit. I don't know what rounds it out. Um, maybe something obscure like Monsters, Inc. Yeah. I love Monsters, Inc.
1: On a slightly related topic, I had to write a animated movie in college for one of my classes, uh-huh. um, and it's so hard. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Or at least it was for me. I, I'm i pretty sure the whole thing is, like, I did something about, like, cows, and I'm pretty sure the whole thing is just animal puns. That's <laughs> like, really funny. It was pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, I
0: think that's what's so impressive about Inside Out is that um, I think in the past, like, I love the, the first, like... Thirty to forty-five minutes of movies like Wall-E and Up, like they're just beautiful filmmaking, and you're just crying and like it says so much about like human relationships.
1: Movies like that almost seem like
0: short stories that they yes, yes, expanded. Both of those feel like Mm -hmm. expanded short stories, and I think that's why I brought it up. Is like I think it's so hard to make that whole movie be able to live up to that short story feel. Yeah. Because for both of those movies, for me, really, like, fell off when they, like, leave.
1: You're totally right. Wally was, like, after they got off there and went to... The, what was that new planet All place? The, uh, they go to, like,
0: a space station that has yeah. a bunch of humans who, like, don't have bones anymore.
1: Yeah. Stuff. I remember being like, oh, I liked it better when it was just robots. <laughs> so much
0: better. And I feel the same way about Up. Like, when it's just the this little old sad man Mm -hmm. and like the sweet little boy uh reflecting on you know youth and age it's so like touching and interesting and then they get to this weird planet with giant birds and like chase scenes and it's hard it's really hard to to navigate those two things and that's why i think inside out is so
1: impressive Mm -hmm. because it does navigate those two things in my opinion i think so too I also think the Pixar shorts are, like, the, the loveliest thing for that reason because yeah. it's such a small idea that they have and mm-hmm. they don't have to, like, make it into a big, you know, 90-minute movie. So it's mm-hmm. just, like, a really lovely yeah. short thing. Yeah, I
0: I think because of that, uh, this year especially w- around Oscar season, I was just like, I should watch all the animated shorts. Like did that- you actually do it? No, I still <laughs> fucking did it. <laughs> I told myself I should. It's okay. I (laughs) have never
1: watched any of them, I don't
0: think. But I... Just because something's short, that should be more of an incentive to watch it. Yeah. You know? Uh,
1: Maybe uh, if they put them on YouTube.
0: Yeah. They should. My um, boyfriend is of the opinion that they should make, like, all of the Oscar-nominated things more accessible. Yeah.
1: That's a really good
0: point. Yeah. Like, for people in the Academy and outside, he was like... He uh yeah, he did um Rob Grabowski and it used to be Josiah Jenkins yeah. have a podcast called The Remake okay um and he did an episode with them about the Oscars and it, part of his like pitch about remaking the Oscars was making like a like one price lump sum like subscription type service for just for Oscar nominated like pieces
1: oh that's and I was cool like, yeah
0: I would totally do that. like
1: a seasonal
0: yeah thing. yeah you pay like 20 bucks or something like that and you can just watch whatever is involved in it
1: I would love that because I've never I don't think ever seen a foreign film that's been <laughs> <nominated>. <laughs> like ever
0: yeah I think it's very few and far between for me it's a uh, Docs and foreign films are the same way for me. I have to be in the right
1: mood. Yeah. And, and I like documentaries. And I usually like foreign films. Mm-hmm. But. I just watched a really good documentary. What was it? Oh, it was like a ballet one. Oh. On Netflix. What's it called? I don't remember. Pina? No. That was
0: from a few years ago.
1: Um. It, oh, it was about Misty Copeland. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: It was really good. I bet it was. That's awesome. hmm Um. So, uh, forgot. Oh, I we got onto this because I was like, do you watch TV differently? But it really just affects, more affects, like, what kind of TV you watch, probably, would you say?
1: Yeah, I think so. So, uh, I don't, I mean, I think after you learn, like, TV or writing for television structure, it's always kind of in your head a little bit like sure. you always sort of see the act breaks and you kind of yes like when it's super formulaic you can just it you, it just kind of flags in your brain but I don't I never feel like it really takes away from my experience of watching like tv or movies unless it's just so bad unless <laughs> so it's,
0: that's funny
1: yeah that you
0: you know the uh good writing doesn't draw attention to the
1: machinations that's exactly it yeah
0: yeah that's, that's really funny. I never really thought about that. But of course, you know, like, if you're watching a good episode of TV, you're not going like, oh, back to the Peace story. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, yeah, I guess they had to set up that commercial break, but not right. <laughs> yeah, right,
0: right. Like, or, uh, oh.
1: But that's also why I love watching things that Amazon does or um, anything that doesn't have commercials because since they they're don't not have... a slave it, to it. They're not a slave to it, so they can really mess with the story structure and they can mess with, you know, they can just kind of re-learn what it means to tell stories through the medium of TV and film, that which I think is cool. Is is... I've been thinking about that a lot recently
0: um, with something like Transparent.
1: Yeah, that's the example I was yeah, thinking of. Because...
0: It also not only affects the way that they can tell a story within an episode, but think of how, like, how much stories just arc over the entire season of those shows. Mm -hmm.
1: And especially, like, with the way people binge watch now. Exactly. It's a completely different situation than it was even, like, five years ago. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I, I was talking to my brother about
0: this recently, and he's not uh you know he's an engineer Mm -hmm. like he's not like a creative per se uh and but he was talking to me about breaking bad because he's like just watching it so he's been like texting me about it as he i'm so jealous i know (laughs) i'm like as soon as he was like started watching season one of breaking bad i was like (laughs) uh
1: It's it, it's so hard not to rewatch that show. My
0: my boyfriend's rewatched it like three times now because it's like he you know
1: it's just one of the best written shows ever. Yeah, ever. And it still took me three times to get through the pilot, and I don't know why.
0: Well, the first season in in and of itself is different. It's a little like it takes a lot of setup. Yeah. Uh, but I was but what I was saying to uh, my brother was um. That, like, I, I was basically telling him about that kind of phenomenon, about about the idea that, like, binge-watching is changing television writing. And he was like, ah, oh, cool. And I was like, oh,
1: yeah, like, this isn't yeah, as interesting for care. you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is not something that you, like, obsess over as much as I do. No, he's just like, oh,
1: it's convenient,
0: all right. Yeah. Right. I'm going to watch all the things. All right, right. Uh, but, yeah, like... Uh, James Poniewozik is um, a TV critic. He used to work for a Time. Now he works for the New York Times. Um, and he wrote a piece about how, about Transparent. And about how, like, it's a sign of binge television yeah. changing the way that stories are told. And m- making them more into, like, long-form storytelling. And that is so exciting
1: to me. It is. I, And it's scary because it's like, what's... Because it feels like all of the medium, any artistic medium, I guess, kind of reinvents itself. Mm-hmm. But because of the way technology and, like, the consumeristic kind of undercurrents of the whole thing, yeah. it just does it way faster. So, it's, I would be interested to see, like, where TV is in, like, two years, even.
0: Yeah. I mean, because even two years ago, I think it looked really different. Yeah, We didn't have Hulu original shows and Amazon original shows and... I mean, Netflix original shows were just kind of starting up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think like Orange was Orange is the New Black is the first one I saw on Netflix. I know. Yeah, I did. I feel like I did Orange is the
0: New Black and um, House of Cards. Like, yeah, around I did the House the of same Cards. Time. Um, and I think those were two of the first, if not two of the first ones, two of the first like
1: popular ones, ones that took yeah. off.
0: And then, of course, you had the, the season of Arrested Development that they made. Yeah. Did you watch that? Yeah. What'd you think? I mean, it's not the same. Yeah. I still liked it. It took me a few episodes, though, because you don't really see what they're doing. I mean, it goes back to, it kind of changes, like, it's a, it kind of takes a different form mm-hmm. in that medium. Um, uh, but you really, like, you can't, it's hard to appreciate until you get a little farther into it. I didn't finish it.
1: Really? Yeah. And I would, like, I wasn't a big, uh, like I really liked the show, but I got into it kind of late. So, um, like it wasn't like, I felt like I was like a diehard fan. Um, but I, Maybe should finish it anyway.
0: I think you should because, if for no other reason than it's a... I do think it's an example of exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Because they tell the story piecemeal, but it's kind of like a closed quarters. Like they, they do a different
1: character for each episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess they did do that while I was watching it. Now mm-hmm. that I think about it.
0: Yeah. And they, uh, it, they like start working in things from other episodes so things from er like early episodes start to make more sense because you realize that they were seeding things for later episodes um but it's very different from those first three seasons um and a lot of that uh again my understanding is uh that it was like because they had restrictions because Mm -hmm. they only had certain people in certain days um so they had to just kind of knock out an entire person's storyline in a couple of days of filming, and when they wanted that person to interact with, you know, George Michael, they couldn't do it in a traditional having them both on set at yeah. the same time. Right. So,
1: oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna watch it now. It's <laughs> I'm gonna finish what I started.
0: <laughs> it's 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 not the same, but I think overall it's interesting and it's still funny. So. Cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway. Um, there's too much TV. There's
0: way too much good TV.
1: It's like the opposite of how it was when I was growing up because now I'm so overwhelmed that I like, want to step away and read a book.
0: Yeah, that's what you were saying. That, like, you have to stop yourself yeah. from watching too much TV. Yeah,
1: I don't let myself watch during <laughs> the day while I'm home alone. Really? Yeah, because it feels like I'm cheating, which I realize is, like, my own crazy self-imposed rule.
0: Yeah, it's probably, you know, it may be for the best. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. I know. I uh, may
0: crack on that someday. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like, tomorrow. Let's <laughs> uh, we'll see what this Arrested Development is Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. Your best is. really good. <laughs> it's interesting. Interesting. It's interesting. Um, uh, the that's so funny that I I would definitely have to do that too if I were going to like not just all I did all day be watch TV. I feel like if left to my own devices, that, that's what I would want to do.
1: That's like my. That's like, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like my natural state. Like yeah. if left unattended, I will be prone <laughs> on the couch watching something terrible. I was
0: going to say, and and it's probably not even like your natural state probably wouldn't even be good taste. No,
1: it would be the challenge or like whatever. Oh God, what was that awful thing that I watched like, I did all of the bad things. Like, the Dance Moms in the beginning. And, like, <laughs> I was going to ask. Yeah, there I was, think. like, a show on Bravo for a season that was, like, the Princesses of Long Island. Mm. Nightmare. Woof. I watched it.
0: <laughs> Woof. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. I, I, for some reason, those kind of things I've never gotten into.
1: Really? I mean, that's probably because you're a smarter person than that. I don't think that's
0: true. Um, I just... I think part of it is because I think if I started, I wouldn't want to stop. Like, I've never let myself watch an episode of The Bachelor.
1: Oh. Because I
0: think it's absurd. Yep. And I don't understand the appeal of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure if I was like, what's the big deal? I would, like, watch an entire season That's and it. then I'd hate myself.
1: Absolutely what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then last night, Liz Royce and I were watching the finale. Uh-huh. And losing our minds it was i just want to talk about it with everyone i could have done, i could have talked about it all this about the time. bachelor yeah <laughs> that could have been my entire thing
0: what's the appeal
1: you know what? Just watching
0: people be insane
1: this is a good question because on the surface i can't I defend it at really? all yeah I'm,
0: i literally texted or um emailed this question to Jessica stegner this morning yeah. i was like i don't get it and i'm not trying to be like I'm not trying to be high and mighty. I was just like, explain the appeal. No,
1: that's totally logical of you because it doesn't, the description of it is so not appealing. It's like, like you said, on the surface, Yeah, it's
0: like, this is horribly problematic.
1: It's <laughs> humans competing for another human's affection. And then all of the craziness that happens when you take every, like, source of recreational activity away from people and just make them think about that one person right it's like a mind game
0: yes yeah i mean i talked to my friend andy heron a lot about what his experience on big brother was like oh yeah and that's the same way yeah is they strip everything away from you except for interacting with the other people in the house so it drives you insane Mm -hmm. because all you can think about is trying to beat the other people at love. And who you can... Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's even, I think, even worse. Right. Because this is literally leading to marriages. hmm And that's just people trying to get money,
1: you know? Yeah. And it does have all the things that appeal to people on some level. Like, it's got people, you know, trying to connect, you know, on whatever <laughs> level that is. And then, like, pretty dresses and hair and makeup right. and, like... You know, whatever <laughs> silly things, but and uh, romantic uh, date. Yeah, so many helicopter rides. Yeah,
0: helicopters and uh, Wrigley Field. Yeah, and
1: they're in Jamaica now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, McDonald's
0: product placement. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: like the perfect. It's like the. It's like the equivalent of listening to podcasts while you're doing data entry for your brain. Like you're just kind of zoning out. <sighs> That's fair. Except I'm with podcasts, like they say. They talk about interesting things. So it's not really a good <laughs> comparison. That was a bad comparison.
0: Uh, I mean, not necessarily. I listen to some podcasts that are are pretty uh, innocuous, pretty silly. Uh, I don't think it's always... I don't pride myself on, like... Listening to informative podcasts. Yeah. I like listening to comedy podcasts. I do too.
1: The one thing I will say is I haven't let myself get so crazy that I listen to like the recaps or the... Please don't. That's a little too far for me. Please don't. Like I can only devote about two hours to a thing on any given week.
0: I think that's what really like... I think that's why why I wanted to ask the question more than just the show itself is because I feel like it. the show creates, like, a culture
1: around it. It totally does. And, you know, Twitter intensifies that because you're having a conversation with people as this is happening and, you know, you're getting, like, validation for whatever thoughts you're having about this thing that's happening, so... Uh, Yeah, I guess in some respect, it does make you feel like you're part of something bigger, even if that bigger thing is something very silly. Sure, that's fair. I mean,
0: everybody's got to have their thing. Yeah. It just really bothers me that there are, like, real-world repercussions yeah. of what happens on the show.
1: Well, and that's the thing. So, I, like would feel weird about talking about The Bachelor because I don't know if people, A, watch oh. it and have seen it. And, like, what happened last night was, like, crazy shocking. Right. Not shocking, well, but it was this dramatic.
0: actually, uh, so I think I mentioned before this would go out tomorrow, but it won't go out until next week. Mm-hmm. So there'll be at least a little bit of a, like... Oh, okay. Uh, a week and a half
1: uh, well, nice. grace period. <laughs> In that case. Uh, so the thing that happened last night was he, this guy, Ben, uh, very medium amount of charming. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He had two women left at the end and he said, I love you to both of them, which is like a big no, no. Um, I've only been watching for like two or three seasons, but even I know that that's not acceptable. Right. Uh, But he did. And so obviously like they had obviously said that they loved you to him and you know, it was like mad feelings everywhere. Um, But so the crazy thing is i guess right after the show they do this like after the rose ceremony where they announce who the next bachelorette is going to be right and they had kind of set it up as being somebody diverse so i was rooting Kay- kayla kayla um but i was kind of See, rooting- I you know actually you're about very tapped shit. in yeah um i was rooting for jubilee who was like the one black girl who had been like the black girl who uh had advanced the farthest uh-huh. and she was just like a really Interesting character and very different from anybody they'd have because she's like a war veteran and her parents were are or like she was adopted because she's a Haitian and her family died and jeez yeah like super backstory so interesting right like the kind of person you'd actually be interested <laughs> in like listening to for a while right um uh but so they had kind of hinted that it might be Kayla because they were saying it was going to be somebody diverse um and she had sort of been. Seen filming in her hometown. Uh, but then, right at the top of the show, they were, like, they kind of flipped it, and they are like, you won't believe, like, the shock. It's, like, not who you think. And I was like, oh, it's definitely going to be Jubilee. And then they do the show. JoJo. It was JoJo. And, like, <laughs> oh, man. And, like, I don't even... I mean, I could not really care that much less about who they picked. I'm going to watch it anyway. Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, that w- it was, like, kind of an un- unorthodox pick because usually the person who comes back who wasn't picked is so broken up about it oh. still, so, even though it's, like, however many months was later. Was she one of the final? She was one of the final, too, and she was one of the ones he had said, I love you, too. So they had to frame it really weird because the audiences were still kind of, like, on her side and rooting oh. for her to get over him, and now she's the bachelorette, and right. she's totally ready to move, like, it's. There was and a lot of, like, sidestepping that but was like, happening. that had
0: happened, like, four months ago. Right. But to the audience, it, looks it like still it's... felt like it was all happening in real time. Exactly. Uh, I can see now mm-hmm. how that would be.
1: But the editors on that show, Liz and I were talking about it last night, like, they are genius. Yeah. It is... Because they set you up to make you think. Because they have to. Because really, not that much is happening. It's right. really not that interesting. Right. So the things they have to do to try to fake like it is are incredibly cool.
0: All right. Well, I have another show that you have to watch. Oh, and no. I haven't even finished it. It's called Unreal.
1: Oh, I watched, like, half of the pilot episode and then got distracted. But I do really want to watch it. I watched the
0: first, like, I, like, binged the first three or four episodes, maybe more than that, four or five in one day Mm -hmm. and was like, this is fascinating. Like, it answers all these questions, you know, like, but it's a fictional show. Right. Uh, So I can, I don't know how every Bachelor fan in the world isn't like losing their mind over Unreal.
1: Yeah, probably because either they don't know it exists or they don't want it to ruin the right. Yeah,
0: but it's, it's really, did you watch the comeback On HBO? No.
1: I heard it was good, though.
0: Really, really incredible show. And it reminds me a lot of that show because it's also about, like, the... It's a fictional show about the making of reality Mm TV. Um, But this is, uh, you know, it's it's really interesting because it is... One of the showrunners, like, actually worked on The Bachelor. Yeah. So you have to assume that there's, you know some truth to the situations that they're setting up and man it is
1: intense from the limited amount that i saw it like it seems real honest yeah like even at my show like producers would have to do like crazy things just to get the stuff they wanted and that's kind of another mm -hmm. reason why i brought
0: it up is that i'm sure you would watch it and be like oh yeah that shit happens
1: yeah and i i think it probably happens way worse there, because I heard somewhere that they have some kind of, like, commission-based thing. Yes. Where, yeah. Yes. They get bonuses for, like, making crazy things exactly. happen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't think that was happening. The producers, with
0: the producers of shows like that get
1: money if something crazy happens on the show. Or if they're able to, like, elicit some kind of, like... Secret Yeah, or, or like, tears or whatever. Yes. Which yes. Which is so... They gross they show
0: that on unreal a lot it's it's really crazy like there's a storyline where uh one of the women um one of the women comes out oh and like on the show uh she does it like it was a home visit like they take the bachelor to visit her home and they like meet This, like, old friend of hers. Oh, my God. And the producers are like losing, who go on the visit, like, are losing their minds because they're like, she's gay. She's absolutely gay. Like, there's no way she's not, but she's like this good Christian woman. Yeah. And uh, eventually they like get her to the point where she is honest with herself. And it's actually really touching. Really? They handle it really, really well it's it's a really cool interesting storyline sorry to kind of no like, now I'm spoiler. getting really excited. yeah to watch that's kind of like why I wanted to speak to it because it's really interesting and they're the the producer who goes uh is really like proud of the moment and then she's like well we can't hear this and she talks to the woman and she's like are you ready to you know use this on the show and she's like no, I don't think, I think I'd prefer not to. That's nice that they gave her the choice. But Aww. someone, like, who was at the remote had already told someone, like, back at the studio mm-hmm. that they got the footage and they use it anyway.
1: Oh, man. It's cra-
0: So it's stuff like that where it's like, wow, they handle that really well and really interestingly. And then you see the, like, dark undertone of it that's manipulating these people. Yeah.
1: And that's actually something... It's funny you brought that up. That was something I struggled with a little bit, just working at our show, because that even happens there. Like, people who come on the show don't like the way they're depicted, or... And feel, they don't
0: want it to go on air.
1: Yeah. Or, or, and, like, they don't really get a choice at that point, because they've signed... They already it. agreed. Right. But mostly, the problem was, you know, we would post clips on Facebook, or you know, wherever, and those clips would get comments, and those comments were not always nice, and sometimes they were really brutal, so they would want us to take the clips down, which I completely understand. Yeah. But, you know, you can't, because that's what's... That's your job. That's your job. That's what they
0: agreed to do.
1: Yeah, it, but it does not feel good. It feels awful to, like, know I that... I can't imagine. Yeah, it it's not a... It's a hard thing to, like, realize that you're actively causing somebody harm, even if it's not, like, a direct, like, it's through something they kind of signed up for. It doesn't, right. it, it's an icky feeling.
0: Man, I can't imagine. Yeah, I'm sure there's, I think that's, again, why I'm, I'm so intrigued by Unreal, because it's, like, explores the people behind that in a way that I don't think we've really, uh, like taken on as a culture who likes to consume reality TV.
1: Yeah. It's... I'm excited to watch it now. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a really good show.
0: If there's anything I'm good at, it's selling people on shows I think are good. Yeah.
1: Well, hopefully I did the same for the challenge because I... I love the challenge. Stand by that show forever. Watch the challenge. (laughs) Cool. Um, I think we're
0: kind of wrapping up a little here. Um, So... Uh, first of all, is there anything you feel like you'd be remiss if you didn't like speak to it somehow mm. Think coming in where you're going like, man, I love TV. I want to talk about this aspect of it. Or I love writing. I want to talk about this aspect of it.
1: No, I mean, I think we covered most of it. It's hard also because talking about the writing you're doing seems so self-serving yeah, and like Yeah, sure. Weird. Like it's weird to like talk about the process that's basically just sitting down and just writing something terrible and then editing it till it's less terrible. Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: sure. Right. Where do you feel like you draw the most inspiration from? Um, if you could
1: cite anything, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, probably just talking to people. Yeah. Um, like, sometimes I'll have an idea that's just during a conversation, yeah. and I won't even really find a good place for it until later on. Yeah, sure. Um, But just, like, being mindful of when those sort of thoughts pop up, I guess. Yes. Because a lot of times I won't write them down, and then they're gone forever. That is a
0: great answer. I, seriously, like, I think that's a huge thing in writing that i'm not like that i know exists but i'm not good at mm-hmm. uh is you know actually capturing those things that would make good Material.
1: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, especially if you're in the moment because you don't want to like be a yeah like oh that thing you said just inspired me in right. this, like really stupid way. Yeah, <laughs> right. If I write it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
0: uh Cool. um Well, how do you feel like your love of uh, writing for TV has influenced you creatively? Obviously, it is a huge creative endeavor in general, and then kind of like your life in general.
1: Ooh. Um. Well, creatively, I think, you know, just through improv, I think it helps me sort of see the show as a show more and less as, like, a series of scenes. Cool. Um, which is not always a good thing. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm not participating as, yeah. or I'm not, like, as invested as You're I should be. you thinking a
0: little too much about the yeah. piece. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Especially if I haven't been improvising for a while. Like, right. that feels like a thing but But it's great when I'm coaching like I coach a team and it's really nice to when I'm not supposed to be performing be able to use that stuff to watch their shows
0: yeah and I think if you have a good balance of teammates it that does you know help yeah like the people who are are scene based and in the moment and people like yourself who are trying to pull the piece together. Yeah, and
1: I don't even think I'm good at it. I just <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I don't think I'm good but at it. But you think about it. I you're think conscious about it. of it. Yeah. I'm
0: sure there would be plenty of people who wouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> um do you and like any any like big general big picture uh, things that you can think of
1: um for writing or Yeah,
0: yeah, like ways that writing influences the your day-to-day.
1: So, my thing that I'm realizing now uh, is that for me, at least, writing is sort of like exercise. Like, I have to try to do a little bit of it each day or I feel like I regress in just my ability to sit down and do it. Like, for sure. me, the hard part isn't isn't finding the time to do it right now. It's just not judging myself as I'm doing it. Yeah. And the more I do it, the more I'm able to sort of just write something terrible and accept the fact that it's bad. Right. And then, you know, come back to it later and sure. fix it. But the hardest part is just the act itself. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And and I don't think anybody, I who, you know, who's a writer actually enjoys writing. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I, or at least I hope everybody else hates it as much as
0: I yeah, do. <laughs> that's uh, actually one of the podcasts that I think I meant the first one I think I recommended. The uh, it's called Making It with mm-hmm. Ricky Lindholm. She says the exact same thing. She's like, I hate writing. I hate it. If anyone likes it, that is gonna be really depressing for me. Like, and one guest out of the ones I've listened to so far, it was like thirty or something like that. One guest was like, Oh yeah, I actually really like it. And she was like, You're a freak. It's crazy. <laughs> I can I wish I could remember who it was, but it's only one person. You know, usually the other person's like yeah it's awful i have to make myself do it
1: that person must leave such a lovely blessed
0: life (laughs) it's probably like someone no one's heard of or they just like are
1: (laughs) i don't know i don't even know what in your brain would have to be (laughs) where in order for that to work for me Uh, yeah i think that's a,
0: a pretty universal feeling um well this has been really
1: lovely I think so too. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much for doing it. Yeah.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, I love you and I mean that. I love you and I mean it. This has been a Nerdologues production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdologues.com.
1: Thank y'all. Thank y'all. I am
0: GrabBot23548X.